Today's episode is sponsored by Relief Factor. Pain from everyday living, exercise, or just getting older is one of the leading causes of trips to the doctor and sleepless nights. It interferes with daily activities and can even keep us from spending time with the people that we love. If you have everyday pain, it stands to reason you need something you can feel comfortable with taking every day. That's why doctors invented a 100% drug-free relief factor. Now, tens of thousands of customers are using relief factor every day to become mostly or completely pain-free. Woo-woo! 100% drug-free relief factor features four key ingredients that each work on a different metabolic pathway to s- support your body's natural healing processes to respond to pain and inflammation. Now you can try Flash Relief pl- also. The three-week quick start retail price of almost $70 is now available to our listeners for just $19.95. Yeah, you heard right, $19.95. Head to the link in our show notes to find out more. Start your journey to better health and less pain today with Relief Factor. Hello! Hi! Did you miss us from like five seconds ago, even though it's not five seconds ago? It's actually been a whole week? Yet? <laughs> <laughs> Wyoming, are you out there? I'm going to just sing that every episode. Yes. And then if they end up doing this, since we're obviously, um, I still sound like a frog because, like we said, we're uh, pre recording or pre recorded these ones just because Shauna's currently on vacation you after. Tell she's pretty mad at me about this. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to keep bringing it up. It's not, I'm not mad. I think it's more jealousy. I'm sorry. Especially because I was like, oh, I could maybe, if my parents decided to go, like, on vacation, we get permission, we could go during my maternity leave. Nope. Can't do that because my son will be in school. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, man, now I'm going to have to start planning, like, yeah. summer trips and spring break trips and winter break trips. Like, that part of my life is starting. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be, um, you guys are going to hear me be, like, really emotional. <laughs> More so than I have been this pregnancy because my little boy is four and growing up and I don't know how to process it. It's uh, it's wow. <laughs> me either. I don't know how to process words. Yes. Or say them. But, um, so, um, in the last five minutes we have not earned any... <laughs> still sick and dying. Haven't earned any new countries or uh, the last state of the United States. Come on. Wyoming. <clears throat> Wyoming. We need to. I'm going to find, when Shauna's back, I'm going to find just Wyoming cases. <gasps> what, maybe, that'll, maybe that will be like our August spread. Since we're going to try and pre-record a bunch too, you know, since I'm going to be like pretty close to birth by yes. this point. Yes. Because let's see, so 30, 32, 32. So by the time this hits your ear holes, I'll be about 34 weeks pregnant. Um. So yeah, we're coming up on that. Oh, we're f- New Mexican. <laughs> That's where I'll be. <laughs> She'll be lactating as she she want. I have some cookies over here, and I have to talk about it now because we didn't. It happened while we were in between getting ready to start this episode, and I have lactation cookie bites that I put on my. I've already started receiving stuff from my registry. For my baby shower that at this point I think will have just have happened or is getting ready to happen. It's July 11th. Not that that's relevant. But Shauna saw them and she's just like, hey, what What were those cookies? And then she's like, then she read it. And then we've been making a joke since, I mean, um, the circumstances of me getting pregnant was mostly immaculate conception. But I did receive a creation donation is what I've been calling it. And Shauna um, is the anti-dad for this baby. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about how you can start making yourself lactate again <laughs> um, over the course of, like, just being a woman. And mm-hmm. you can make yourself do that. Like, grandmothers have done it for... It's something that's... Especially, like, in the olden days, like, there's just ways to make it happen. And I noticed that there's some really awesome lactation consultants. But the fact that she ended up asking for one of those cookies, I'm like, well, you got to start producing, too, in case I can't. So it just made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it says, it's big, fucking 
long bold letters, lactation, lactation cookie, cookie bites. bites. And I'm like, what are location cookie? Because I, my brain didn't want to process lactation. I just saw cookies, and that's all I wanted. And then she and saw the M, and she's like, are those McDonald cookies? <laughs> like, they had golden, golden arches. <laughs> They're milky. And then the M literally has two nipples on the top oh, of it, yeah. now that I'm looking at it. <laughs> So you guys, this is why I don't do the readings. Lactation cookie book, <laughs> cookie makers, please sponsor us. Once Thank again, you. Why <laughs> I do the research, and Shauna just shows up and yeah. then does a I do rabbit. The commentary. I don't know how to say things. See, again. she does the rabbit hole whenever we're short lived. <laughs> but um, okay, well, um, on that note, let's get into um, <laughs> some murdery things. So that's what we're here for. Thanks um, for loving us, Babylonians. Thanks yes. for loving us. We love all of you. Yes. Especially you, Wyoming, because you're not yes. here yet. Hey, Wyoming. Still going to just... You're a super fit. You're, you're, you're number one in our hearts. <laughs> and negative 49 in cookies, our listeners. Wyoming. I want to eat your cookies. We want your lactation cookies, <laughs> Wyoming. I want to look on that bag, and if it said made in Wyoming, I would just leave my house right oh, now. Nice. I don't know where I'd go, That's but I'd just leave. it may happen i may have to pause here soon no actually i'm fine so um this is another just um another case i just like i said when i we first started podcast well when me and kelly started this over a year ago now Mm -hmm. um i started like finding stories especially there's a whole bunch of cool different creepy things on snapchat they have like these snapchat little pictures and it talks about different cases so I would eventually just add them to my list to like look up later. So this is one of those kinds of cases. So this wasn't suggested to us because at this point, I think there's only one. Actually, I think we'll have another another Nate episode here coming up soon. But then all the cases that have been suggested to me, we've gone through a bunch of them. I think there's a couple that have been. But yeah, so we're getting down to the to where it's things I just found and wanted to look up back to the beginning back to the beginning finding some interesting cases um so this store case is um the case of ronald clark o'brien um there's not a whole lot talking about anything with his childhood we're going to go right into his marriage um about him and his kids um he had a wife and her name was daneen and they lived in deer park texas so hi texas listeners what up Hey, hi, hello, or um, is uh, howdy, <laughs> and now they're gone. Mm-hmm. So um, they had two children. One was named Timothy. He was born April fifth, nineteen sixty six, and then they had a daughter named Elizabeth, and she was born in nineteen sixty nine. I'm sorry, I sound so congested. Um, that literally happened within the last forty five minutes, and I need more Vicks. Anyways, sponsor us. Anyways, <coughs> um, uh, Ronald worked as an optician at the Texas State Optical in Sharpstown, Houston. Um, he was a deacon at the Second Baptist Church, aren't they all? Mm-hmm. And where he also sang in the choir and was in charge of the local bus program. Okay, so thinking of all these things, oh, he's got a wife and kids, he's in the church. I'm getting getting BTK vibes. Not that he's like that type of killer, but like yep, yep, yep. that's how they all, like some of them start off as decent human beings. So. So we're going to travel to my favorite holiday of the year, October 31st, 1974, which was a Tuesday. I don't really know if it was, but um, it's always a Tuesday in in Babylonian world. Um, He took his two children trick-or-treating in Pasadena, Texas, um, in a a Pasadena, Texas neighborhood. Um, Ronald's neighbor and his two children accompanied them. After visiting a home where the occupant, occupant failed to answer the door the kids grew impatient and ran ahead to the next house while he stayed behind um ronald he eventually caught up with the group and produced five 21 inch pixie sticks which (sighs) pixie sticks were like i remember going to the drive-in as a kid Mm -hmm. and i still go now to the same drive-in because we still have one in our town and the pixie sticks were my favorite candy Mm -hmm. to get because then we pretend to be, like, doing, like, we were just so cool with our giant pixie sticks. Um, <coughs> so, um, he's got these giant pixie sticks, five of them, which he'd later claim was given to them by the occupant of the house that had not answered the door. And then that brings me to, um, what is it? Is it Big Daddy when he takes him trick-or-treating and the guy doesn't have any candy and he goes, like, 
through the back of the house and I little think so. God, little, so little Julian's all sad on the front porch and he goes inside and like basically beats this guy up and makes him give him like his watch and it's some like some food from his kitchen and stuff yeah. and some money Gosh, like it's, it's yeah. such a good bo- okay so babble over um at the end of the evening um brought or ron his, it says his last name over here because i didn't change it to his first name so if i say o'brien it's just we're talking about ronald gave each of the neighbors um two children's a pixie stick and one to his own kids timothy and elizabeth upon returning home um he gave the fifth pixie stick to a 10 year old boy whom he recognized from his church nothing suspicious nothing weird like whatever it's halloween Mm -hmm. we're literally told not to take candy from strangers but that's what we do once a year and it's fine um so before bed timothy asked i'll even do it not on halloween sorry yeah all the time pixie (laughs) sticks are year-round things i eat candy corn in march so it's fine Yes, if you're one of those people that don't like it, that's fine. Don't like it, because that means some more. It's like my sister doesn't like unsweetened tea. I love it. It's fine. I still love her. We don't have to talk about garbage like that. I don't think it's garbage. That's fine. (laughs) Even Jacob can drink it all. Yay! More for you guys. Um, Before bed, Timothy, of course, asked to eat some of the candy collected, and according to Ronald, he chose the pixie sticks sounds suspicious so timothy had trouble getting the powdered candy out of the straw so um his dad ended up helping loosen it up which i mean sometimes it gets packed in there because it's been sitting there for a while so after tasting it um timothy ends up complaining that it tasted bitter oh god i don't like where this is going well i mean we're not here to talk about happy things so then his dad gave (laughs) we're gonna ruin pixie sticks for you guys today Um, so then his dad ends up giving him Kool-Aid to wash away the taste. So all I can think about is with bitter taste. I'm like, I wonder if it (coughs) tasted like bitter almonds. Because that's what I always think. Because that's what cyanide tastes like. I don't know. It just says bitter. So (coughs) Timothy immediately began to complain that his stomach hurt. Runs to the bathroom where he begins vomiting and convulsing. Which is like literally every parent's fear with Halloween if you don't check your kid's candy. Um... At least, you know, for a good parent. Anyways, so um, Ronald ended up claiming that he held Timothy while he was vomiting, and then the child goes limp in his arms. As they were on their way to the hospital, Timothy ended up dying less than an hour after consuming that specific pixie stick that his father acquired from him from a random neighbor. So Timothy's death from poisoned Halloween candy raised fear in the community. Um, numerous parents in Deer Park and the surrounding area turned in candy their children got from trick-or-treating to the police, fearing it was all laced with poison. The police did not assist- initially suspect uh, Ronald of any wrongdoing until Timothy's... <laughs> Sorry, I read ahead. Timothy's autopsy revealed that the pixie stick he had consumed was laced with a fatal dose of potassium cyanide, which is, if you read, what is it? Uh, oh gosh, I think it's the Telltale Heart. I can't remember which Edgar Allan Poe it is, but it talks about the smell of bitter almonds or the taste of bitter almonds. It's either that one or something else. But yeah, anyways, four or five, four of the five pixie sticks that O'Brien claimed to have received were recovered by authorities from the other children, none of whom consumed the candy. Um, the parents of the fifth child became hysterical when they could not locate the candy after being notified by the police, which I'm assuming is the one boy that he saw from the church. The parents rushed upstairs to find their son asleep holding the unconsumed candy. Thank God. The boy had been un- had okay, the boy had been unable to open the staples that sealed the wrapper shut. All five of the pixie sticks had been opened with the top two inches, um, refilled with the cyanide powder and resealed with a staple. According to a pathologist who tested the pixie sticks, the candy consumed by Timothy contained enough cyanide to kill two adults. While the other four candies contain enough to kill three or four adults. Wow. So. There's my child. Um, uh, Ronald initially told police that he could not remember which house he got the pixie sticks from. That's because it came from your own house. You fucking fuck. I'm sure his kids were like, hey dad, remember that one? I'm going to poop. Oh, great. Usually I like to edit things out like that, but I will not today. Um... (laughs) Because we need needed that lighthearted moment as we're getting more into this pixie sticks debacle. Um, the police became suspicious because O'Brien and his neighbor had only taken their children to homes on two streets because it had been raining. 
so their suspicions increased after learning that none of the homes they visited had given out pixie sticks. <laughs> after walking the neighborhood with police three times, O'Brien led him to the home where no one had answered the door. O'Brien claimed that he went back there before catching up with the group. He said the owner of the home did not turn the lights on but did crack the door open and hand him five pixie sticks. He claimed to have only seen the man's arm, which he described as hairy. <sighs> okay. So his hairy arm is like, take this. Yeah. What? Good job. Oh, I guess we'll have a poop break. And, okay. Um, so we talked about the hand and that it was hairy. The home that was, uh, he claimed that it was, that he went to that didn't have any lights on was, uh, oh my gosh. The home was owned by a man named Courtney Melvin. Melvin was an air traffic controller at the William P. Hobby Airport and did not get home from work until 11 o'clock on Halloween night. Pause. So, sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. A little babble moment. Oh, I thought you said actual. As a former trick-or-treater and a person who has children and takes them trick-or-treating, the rule of thumb is if the lights are off, you don't go to the house. Right. So, what the French there, Ronald? I mean, I know he's making up lies, but don't you teach your kids that Babylonians is not? It's a yeah. rule of thumb. If yeah. the lights are off, you don't go to that house. Exactly. They don't have, they don't have yeah. candy, or they're done for the night, or they ran out of candy, or, or they're maybe they don't not home. They don't sell. They don't. Whatever. Yeah, participate in Halloween like. And that he gave this hairy arm comes out and gives. I'm like, I bet Cor Courtney had perfect arms. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Courtney, we're on your side. Um, uh, granted, I mean, this was a long time ago. I don't know if he's still around. But anyways, so essentially the police ruled Melvin out as a suspect when nearly 200 people confirmed that he had been at work. Like, like you, like yeah, that's just a common yeah, Halloween yeah, rule. Like, like especially Ronald. <laughs> exactly. So, as okay, as the investigation progressed, police learned that Ronald O'Brien was over a hundred thousand dollars, which um, would be equivalent to five hundred twenty thousand dollars in two thousand twenty. Cool, in debt and had a history of being able to uh, being unable to hold a job. Mm -hmm. In the ten years preceding the crime, um, okay, so in ten years, Ronald held over. 20 or held, had held 21 jobs at the time of his arrest he was he was a, 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 he was suspected of theft at his job at the texas state optical and was close to being fired his car was about to be repossessed he had defaulted on several bank loans and the family home had been foreclosed on so he's really on a fucking roll mm -hmm. so police discovered that o'brien had taken out life insurance policies on his children in the months preceding timothy's death that's just fucking disgusting Wow. Uh, well, um, in January 1974, he had taken out a $10,000 equivalent to $52,476 in 2020 life insurance policies on both of his children. One month before Timothy's death, he had taken out, taken out an additional $20,000 policy on both children, despite the objections of his life insurance agency. <coughs> in the days preceding Timothy's death, um, O'Brien had taken out yet another $20,000 policy on each child. The various policies approximately totaled up to $60,000. So, his wife maintained that she did not know about the insurance policies on her children's lives. Police also learned on, that on the morning after Timothy's death, um, Ronald immediately called his insurance company to inquire about collecting the policies he had taken out on his son. After learning that... Um, Ronald had visited a chemical supply store in Houston to buy cyanide shortly before Halloween 1974. He left without purchasing anything after learning the smallest amount available to purchase was five pounds. Um, oh police began to suspect that Ronald had laced the candies with poison in an effort to kill his children to collect on their life insurance policies. Uh-uh. Yeah. What, he, what made you lead to that, coppers? Jeez, they, they, they believed he gave the other children poison candy in an effort to cover up his crime, which, I mean, okay, that's not exactly stupid. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's disgusting that he's willing to kill his own kids, but you're willing to kill other children mm -hmm. just so it makes it look like, oh, wow, you know, I got these candies from this guy, mm -hmm. and it, it happened to my kid, happened to this kid, like, how freaking devastating. Like, that's, that's some fucking psychotic, like, ugh. 
to, oh, did you kill your kids for money? I can't, okay, Gross. fine, it's fine. I can't rub my head around it. Um, the police repeatedly questioned O'Brien, but he maintained his innocence. I'm so sorry, I need... I should have blown my nose while I was in the bathroom. Um, that was a gross noise sound. I'm so sorry. Although police never discovered when or where um, he bought the poison, he was arrested for Timothy's murder on November 5th, 1974. So that's literally five days after Halloween. Good job, Nicole. Obviously. October is when it ends. October 31st. Five days after, guys, in case you weren't aware. I can do math. God. It probably oh. would have taken me a minute, so I'm proud of you. He was indicted on one count of capital murder and four counts of attempted murder. Um, O'Brien entered a plea of not guilty to all five counts oh, because, you, duh. O'Brien. Fucking stupid Ronald. Um, his trial began in Houston on May 5th, 1975. That's actually pretty quick. That's only six months after. Um, yay for me doing fast math. Woo, look at yeah. me go. Um, during the trial, a chemist who was acquainted with uh, with Ronald testified that in the summer of 1973, um, Ronald contacted him asking about cyanide and how much would be fatal. A chemical supply salesman also testified that Ronald had asked him um, how to purchase cyanide. Friends and co-workers testified that in the months before Timothy's death, um, Ronald showed an unusual interest in cyanide and spoke about how much it would take to kill a person. I mean, guys, we didn't have Google back then, or he didn't have Google back then. Right. We you got to remember, this is 1974. Like, <laughs> internet was, like, not quite, like, they were building giant computers. They either went to the library and used the Dewey Decimal System, or... <laughs> they went up and were like, hey. Hey. I got a casual question, bro. Like, don't don't think anything. How much cyanide would I have to give to a person to kill them? Super cash. Not gonna kill someone. Just curious. Just curious. Let's I'm doing. Say it's Halloween, and I put it in a pixie stick. I'm just yeah, just. I'm just spitballing right now. Yeah. Something super casual, and we're not. Like, like how do you? Like, oh my lord. <laughs> then if you like think about Google now, like you type anything like that in. Like, you're gonna, they're gonna find you out. Like, oh god. But uh, just walk in and start. Hey, just listen, listen, listen. How much sign in a sign in a nine? Sign Do I need to kill a person? Thank you. <laughs> Don't ask any questions. I'm just curious. I wish you were giving weight. Let's say they're between like this weight and this weight. Like 70 to 90 pounds. Mm-hmm. You know? Maybe a small child. Yeah. Maybe one that. Used to swim in my balls. It's fine. <laughs> we're not trying to like. If anybody gets offended about how we're dealing with this, it's because it's disgusting. Yes. And it's just like you have to think about that. Like, how can you be so casual? Like, hey. But you know, this is not the first time we've talked about people who casually ask some of the strangest fucking things. To I somebody. think about like there's this one case uh, we did a while back, and the guy was working with a guy he'd never worked with before, and he'd be like, he's like, hey. You know, super cash. Mm-hmm. You know, that's exactly how he said it verbatim. Mm-hmm. I just want to rape and murder a woman. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's the case that's coming. I don't remember what story that is, but yeah. like, like just super casual. It, how, and didn't he mention if I were to murder, like, what do you I would want to, like, I would want to strangle her and then watch the life leave her face, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so like, this is kind of equivalent, like, on that same freaking. Sometimes they've, they've got, they got some weird smarts and then some, while well, you're a fucking idiots. Yeah, like, uh, and I mean, cyanide, man. they're fucking idiots for what they end up doing. They're yeah, monsters, but exactly, but it's just like, come on. Yeah. <sighs> so, Ronald's uh, sister-in-law and brother, brother-in-law, testified that on the day of Timothy's funeral, mm-hmm. he spoke of using the money from Timothy's insurance policy to take a long vacation and buy other items. Because that's what you talk about at a funeral. Oh, my kid is lying there that I just killed, you know, just in case he forgot. And I want to take a long vacation and and buy a boat and a yacht. I don't know if that's what he said. I'm just being obnoxious here because obviously what this man does is fucking ridiculous. And that just seems to be right up his alley of being a fuck stain. Um, As well, um, his wife rejected the claim that... uh, that Timothy chose the Pixie Six, stating that uh, Ronald had, in fact, forced him to choose the Pixie Six. Because remember, he said, hey, you know, can I have some of my Halloween candy? Because we all do that. Mm-hmm. On Halloween night, we eat some of our kids' candy, and we let them to have some. Yep. But, 
I'm like, the fact that he's like, oh, I want the pixie stick. Mm-hmm. But he's got probably hundreds of other candies to yeah. choose from. And his dad's like, no, yeah. you're eating that and one. Snickers and this Reese's. And this yes. This Toblerone. We're going to have to go to the store now after this. Um, yes. Presto, yeah. here we come. <laughs> Snickers, sponsor us. Oh, yes. Oh, man. I would... I would die of happiness. I would just Snickers. die because I'm diabetic. And I'd be like, Give me all the insulin. And then. Insulin, eat, sponsor eat. us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. coughs> That's a good thing for a Halloween episode. <laughs> insulin, sponsor us so uh, my sister can eat as much candy as she desires. I appreciate you. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I need her. Um, <laughs> thank you. Okay, so, anyways, um, she, the, his wife, you know, forced him to take the pixie stick. Um, no, his wife didn't force him. Uh, okay, sorry. His wife said that uh, he forced him, Timothy to eat that right. one. Sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I just rebounded. It's fine now. Um, <laughs> uh, Ronald continued to maintain his innocence. you're being Java the head. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to just... I'm really trying to... I'm not sorry. be so goofy about this, but it's really stressing me out. Like, I'm sitting here, like, scratching my hand because I'm so. Hands. I'm sure you're like, can we fucking get on with this? <laughs> Tell us what the fuck happens. He maintains his innocence because he's a fucking fuckhead. His defense mainly drew upon the decades old urban legend con- concerning a mad poisoner who hands out Halloween candy laced with poison or needles or candy apples with razor blades inserted, inserted in them. These stories have persisted despite the fact that there are no documented instances of strangers poisoning Halloween candy. Yeah, did you know that? That's all, it's all false. Like, the whole needing to check your show. It's, it's just an urban legend. It's like a big myth. It's right. Like, yes, it can happen. I'm not saying. Yeah, but it's. And it's also a fantastic excuse to give your children so you can take their candy. Yes. So. That's know. like, um, isn't it, was it Jimmy Kimmel? Is he the one who does. The next morning after, and he, eat, the parents eat, quote unquote, eat all of their kids at Halloween. And they're I like, so, I'm so sorry that I ate all your Halloween candy. It's all gone. And they're like, like some of them like completely have a mental breakdown. I have no candy left. Or some of them are like, oh, mama, that's okay. I'm glad you got to have some candy. I hope you liked it. Like the sweet bean. I, you know what? Now I'm going to have to try it. We'll be back in October with that. will kill you. Yes. So when I'm no longer alive, you'll know that my four-year-old son killed me because I pretended to eat all his Halloween candy. Okay, back to uh, this. These people are going to be like, this episode sucked. You guys talked way too much. Sorry, Halloween's my favorite. And the fact that it's being tainted right now in front of me, because I only read um, (coughs) a little bit of this (laughs) story. Oh, my God. And now I'm dying. (coughs) So, yeah, the talking about the urban legends um of related to uh candy 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 ruiners um the case and subsequent trial garnered national attention and the press dubbed him the candy man such a good movie anyways on june 3rd 1975 a jury took 46 minutes to find him guilty of capital murder and four counts of attempted murder 40 46 minutes. They're like, uh, they probably ate lunch and then they're like, yeah, he's guilty. Before they even stood up from the jury room, been like, guilty. We already know. (laughs) Um, the jury took 71 minutes to sentence him to death. Um, yes. Okay. Get your shoes on, babe. I like that. You like what? This curtains. The curtains. The curtains. They do look good, huh? Yeah, and that pillows. Yeah, make sure you tell Grandma. Yeah, you gotta tell. Is that blanket? I'm freezing. Yes. What? Why are you using blanket? I just told you why. I'm freezing. Oh. Outside? Uh, Inside, I'm freezing. Down here? Yes. Yeah. Alright, have fun. Go outside. Who are you going outside with? Papa. Okay. Love you. Oh, God. Go and come ahead now. Okay, I love you. That was an Arlo interlude. And I don't think I'm going to edit it out because it's just cute. This interlude is brought to you by Arlo. Arlo. <laughs> who sponsors us with love and kisses. And poops. And poops. Because that <laughs> happened earlier. Okay, so sorry. Um, reiterating. Jury took 46 minutes to find him guilty. 
and the jury took 71 minutes to sentence him to death. Shortly after he was convicted, his wife, of course, filed for divorce, as she should. Uh, she later remarried, and her new husband adopted her daughter, Elizabeth. Oh, I'm glad they had a happy ending to yes. help move forward with the loss of their murdered sibling and son. Um, at the time, men sentenced to death under Texas law were confined to the Ellis One unit near Huntsville, Texas. <coughs> According to the Reverend Carol Pickett, a former chaplain who worked for the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, um, <laughs> Ronald was shunned and despised by his fellow death row inmates for killing his child. Yeah. <coughs> and I just died a little. Oh, my God. And was absolutely friendless. <coughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. It's great. I'm just getting it all out, guys. Sorry. The inmates reportedly petitioned to hold an organized demonstration on his execution date to express their hatred of him. Fuck yeah. Why couldn't we let Ma Michelle go after him? Uh, uh, <laughs> Sorry, right? Just saying. Uh, but his testicles in boiling water. And yeah, stuff. like, uh, if you don't know that, if you're just listening to us for the first time, last week we covered Michelle Blair, <laughs> and she does some awful things to her children. But, um, yeah, let her get her hands on this guy, because... I mean, she would have done a great job. Um, <laughs> in this context, it would be okay because he deserves to die. 100%. Okay, sorry. That's fine. Um, so his execution date was set for August 8th, 1980. His attorney successfully petitioned for a stay of execution. Um, a second date was rescheduled for May 25th, 1982. That was... Okay, that's weird because Michelle's daughter from the last episode, that's what her death date ended up being was May 25th, 2013, which is also our sister-in-law, Cassie's birthday, May hey. <laughs> 25th. Oh, my God. So that date was also postponed. So so Judge Michael McSpadden scheduled a third execution, execution date for October 31st, 1982, the eighth anniversary of the crime, and he offered to personally drive um, Ronald to the death chamber. Did he wanted to offer to drive him, calling him, um, be, let me word this correctly. You're doing great. By dragging him <laughs> behind down the car. The road behind the car in a noose. <coughs> that would have been nice, but then he would have probably died. I want him to, no, like, the, have a, the whole, it's a, it's a death. Sentence, right. So let's do it. So. That would have been great, but it was the first. It ha it was to have been the first time Texas executed. Texas trying to put Texas and executed together. That's too many X's. Executed. Executed. <laughs> he was executed. I'm gonna go with it. And um, by an inmate by lethal injection, the Supreme Court delayed the date yet again to give O'Brien a chance to pursue a, an appeal to seek a new trial. So, a fourth date was scheduled for March 31st, 1984. Um, his lawyer sought a fourth stay on the basis that lethal injection was a cruel and unusual punishment. So, but him lacing his child's candy for money. No, he, what, they didn't do enough to him. So, on March 28th, a federal judge rejected the quest, request. Fuck yeah. So, on March 31st, 1984, shortly after midnight, he was ex executed by lethal injection at the Huntsville unit. In his final statement, um, Ronald maintained his innocence, stating that he felt the death penalty was wrong. He added, I forgive all, and I do mean all, those who have been involved in my death. God bless you all, and may God's best blessings be always yours. That makes me want to throw up. During the execution, a crowd of 300 demonstrators gathered outside the prison, cheered while someone yelled, trick or treat. Others oh, wow. um, showered anti-death penalty demonstrators with candy. Wow. That's fucking dark, but also kind of wonderful. intense. Wow. Um, if you want to go shit on his grave, he Ooh. is buried in Forest Park East Cemetery in Webster, Texas. And Can you make it diarrhea shit though? Yeah. If you've got, if you're, if you're, if you're about to have a baby, me, hi. Um, uh, keep the diapers and just go smear it all over his grave. Um, like I said, uh, Forest Park East Cemetery in Webster, Texas. Mm -hmm. And then his son, Timothy, is buried in Forest Park Lawndale Cemetery in Houston. So go shower him with... Yeah. Can not candy. That would be dark. That's why did I say that? Oh my god, bye. Well, because candy in general is good. Yeah, give him good candy that he can enjoy on Just the other give side. Him love. love and flowers and maybe I don't know, teddy bears. 
something happy. Yes. <laughs> so, <coughs> what a, what a freaking, sorry, f- actually I'm not sorry for all the babbles in between because like I said, Halloween's our favorite. Yeah. Well, it's, is it your Pop favorite? is like a roller coaster, baby, baby, we want to babble. Sorry. Okay. We're going to have a whole new theme song. <laughs> And Sean is just going to sing it. It's going to be fantastic. That was just, I just, I can't, ugh, I don't want to wrap my head around it. Like, I couldn't imagine looking at my child and being like, yeah, I don't need you anymore because I need money more. Like, I was, here's an interesting, hey, Apple time. Some more, some more, because you guys need more. I know you were feeling it. You're like, you know what? You know what this podcast in particular needs? More babble. Yes. You're I'm welcome. i give it to you. So, right in the mouth. Mwah! I was talking to Vince. We were, we were watching um, and listening to Tiger Belly. And um, they were discussing, um, like, getting money. Like if, okay, uh, Bobby Lee and his partner, whatever, they're basically, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. Sean, I just get to fucking <laughs> It boggles my mind the way money corrupts people so much. Yes. Like, and some of the, 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 the hypothesis, not the hypothesis, whatever, this, the, the, the four instances they were giving or the, well, I can't think of any of the right words. I apologize. But okay. If somebody offered you gobs of money, I don't know, like, like, let's say like $300 million and yeah. they're like... Oh, God, I'm okay. so sorry. You can have $300 million, and I'll just, I mean, I, here's. Yeah, just give me a fake scenario. Okay, so, so, <coughs> but you can never see Jacob again. You can't. Ah. The, the only way is you don't. But Oof. the fact that somebody would think about that, I was talking to Vince about it, I'm like, I said, I hate it. I hate that if somebody, because uh, they were talking about movies and. Hey, you're finally going to get this screenplay and you're going to find this is your dream. It's like your dream is going to happen. However, this because this person they were talking to, he was he had just recently gotten engaged. However, you are no longer you're never allowed to see your fiance again. You're going to take this offer, you're going to get like 3 billion dollars. And again, this was not real. They're just like what this is this This is like happen? a bad would you rather. And it and and the fact that people would consider it just hurt yeah. my heart. I was talking to Vince and like I hate it. I hate it so much. Have you seen that movie? Would you rather? I think I might have. It's got Brittany Snow in it, and she, her brother's, like, dying of cancer. No, I don't And I don't want to ruin the whole premise of it, but she, like, gets invited to this dinner, and they have to do these dark, like, dark, awful things. Would you rather whip this guy mm. with a switch or stab this lady in the leg or something like that? Like, I need to what do you need to tell you something. Who did? Uncle D. Uncle D killed upstairs? Yeah, I'm caught Okay. I'm hey, that's fine. You can have it. We're almost done, babe. Okay. okay. All right. Bye. Oh, Dallas. So I was, just, but I was talking to Vince. But yeah, you know, like, <coughs> I, I, I've never seen that movie. It's a good so. movie. It's very dark. It it's good. very gory, and it's it's. And then the ending really fucking makes you mad. Um, but overall, it is a very good watch. We've actually watched it twice. But yeah, but it, that it's that kind of scenario. Like, would you rather do this so you can get this? And it's. So fucked my thought up. was like, okay, so let's say and it it's was money movie, related. What if it was like the the movie premise that was kind of provided on Tiger Belly was you know like I, if that was like something when I was talking to Vince because he's into movies and writing and this yes. and this, you know like when that would make me think I'm I've I've been on this track I've been on this journey and I've found my person you know and yeah and and, and now you're giving me granted this is my final destination, if you will, this is really where I want to land and, and yeah. be a famous producer or be a famous writer or whatever the situation may be. Right. But that is so, gr- that, that's like, that's like the evils of the world. That's like, yeah. so no, I'm happy with my wife, with my fiance and I'm prepared. And, and you know what, maybe I won't make the 3 million that you're offering me and have 60 huge hit movies or whatever, right. but like, I've got my person I've got enough, uh, I can't think of, I don't remember basically how I worded it, but I just, in my mind, it's like, no, because that just sounds 
evil and 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 like i'm giving my soul to the devil or something yeah whether whether you believe that or not you have to believe that there's evil and good out there it's so like, like selling your soul like you know, so like, to speak like on gross. supernatural and, and show who, who else i mean like what other ugly things i just right but the fact that i and then i think because of the books i've kind of been telling you about yeah so like back in the 16th century or whatever where money wasn't as prominent as it is now, now like yeah people wouldn't i don't know if people that would have been quite the the mentality the, the stretch of yeah like, so would somebody i don't think they'd, i think they'd be like no i want to be with my family no granted in the city i mean people were start like needed food and they need whatever i don't know it just my mind is like if you're happy and you're with somebody that you truly love or, or whatever the situation may be and then all of a sudden somebody's offering you this you could have this however this is going to be taken away. Your child's going to be taken away. Or, right. Or, or I remember there was a video that went viral at one point, and it was just some guy. It was just like a one of those projects that they do videos for just, mostly for just views. But he went up to, it was like at a dog park, and he was just like going up to people and offering like, it was like $100,000, I think is what he was offering for their dog. And they're like, no. Mm -hmm hell no mm -hmm. like i'm not giving my dog away for that like the fact that like an animal meant that much to a human because i mean if someone came up to me and asked here's a hundred thousand dollars but i'm taking your dog zoe i'd be like uh, no you're not mm -hmm. hell no mm -hmm. like fuck you bye right, 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 right. like it's just it's it's incredible like what money can but like in this case right and then so this person is going and trying you know and then there's other murder there's other people who have done probably similar things yeah gross, just, uh, I I remember when I was listening to a podcast where a lady got the idea of it's kind of similar to that but she uh, I can't I, it doesn't matter but like she had gotten the 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 idea of doing a cyanide thing. And also poisoning a few other people just to cover it up so they can get the money for the insurance on her husband or something like that. Was it Tylenol? I, I think it was the Tylenol thing. Yeah, okay, because I listened yeah, to yeah. another podcast uh, yeah. about that. But, but she got caught. Yeah. But, like, it just, I, you guys, money. It, when they say money is the root of all evil, that's no fucking lie. That is no stretch. Yeah. It is. It's. Yes, it, it, it. Yes, it'll give you comfort, especially if you're like us, where we're, we ain't rich, you know. Nope. I, I, I my, my life is rich. I love the people in my life. I yeah. love my husband. I love our children. I love you. Yes. I, 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 now, financially, these things could be better, but I'm good. And if, if somebody's going to offer me a shit ton of money, but I couldn't be with you, or I could never see Arlo again. Oh, my or God. Like, no. I just, no, fuck you. Never, no. Not, not in a happening. million I'm years. Good. Yeah. I'm good. What, baby? All right. Well, see, I say Arlo, and he calls for his aunt Nana. Yeah. That's fine. Anyway, sorry, guys. I just, it just, yeah, it, it just aches my soul. My soul, I feel Because there's like people out there who so do many. that. The, there, it, I feel, I hate making this, but I feel it's Nana. more of a majority Nana. that would. What, baby? What is this? A shit. Oh, olive and ivy spa. This is this? Has a place that Peyton and Ethan like to go. Oh, is this for you? No, go to go to. Oh, that's for you. Oh, thanks. So sweet. So, <laughs> but yeah. <coughs> it just hurts my heart that money can just really fuck you up. You yeah. Know? Like well, like you think about like lottery winners, like yeah. a lot of them tend to go like they blow through that money so so fast mm -hmm. or some of them develop like drug addictions mm -hmm. because they don't they just have all this money they don't know what to do with it mm -hmm. like because i've i've already died or yeah something horrible happens to them i shouldn't say a lot but i think yeah kind that's of, it's, yeah it's it's, a, it's a, the relatively highish rate of people that then i think about the guy who wore the the scream mask so his family wouldn't know that he was a winner well, like i think smart because even family will turn on you yeah and i'm like i sat there and i've like i've really like pondered that just like if i were to come into some money somehow some way whether it be like playing a lottery right playing the lottery would be the only way for me because that's i mean i don't even buy lottery tickets um but like if i were to be blessed so mm -hmm. to speak with an amount of money like that i'm like 
I was like, this is what I would do, 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 get all these ducks in a row, but I'm like, what, would I really do that? Because then all of a sudden, all of my finance, I would hope, Mm -hmm. and I would be like, I would probably go to a, like, a loan advisor or a money advisor person, like, immediately and be like, please don't help me fuck this up, (laughs) because I'd be, I think I'd be more scared, I think I'd be so euphoric in the moment, because then all my debt would go away, but then, like, having that much money... Like, it's scary. It's, a, it's quite it's a, the responsibility. Yeah. And the wall that you're going to have to put up around yourself because you're going to have people coming out of the woodworks. Hey, I'm your 18th cousin. Twice removed. Yeah, uh, yeah but, exactly. And you owe me. And fuck you for not whatever, you know. And, yeah. And even those even closer to you. Yeah, because then, cause then, like, in that sense, you're like, oh, I want to take care. Like, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd want to help my parents mm-hmm. because that's one thing I would 100%. probably want to do and mm-hmm. definitely would do. Because I've always talked about, and like, just a big hypothetical. I know that we're getting really far, not far out of this, but just like, just. No, we're going. We're, we're Babylonian. Babylonian right now. right now. But yeah, it's just like, like, I would want to help my parents, like, either, like, paying off their car or paying off all our cars. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I think I would, I would be okay with doing that. But then again, then I would hope that my brain wouldn't overdrive itself. And I'd be like, no, I can put, like a fund aside for my my boys for their future. I would hope mm-hmm. that I would do that or I hope I would be smart enough in that moment to go and advise have someone advise me. Mm-hmm. But also I wouldn't, you know, getting back on track to what we just talked about. I also wouldn't, you know, take my children's lives to get to that point There's to be no comfortable. How and how could you'd have to have a faulty wiring and then some in your brain. Right. To think you can be happy with that. But you and I are such Impasse and like just that that overwhelming guilt. I, there's I could never. And I think I could just never. We, I think we've rewired our brains as we've gotten older and understanding mm-hmm. more about things that most people don't think about nowadays. Because I definitely the way my brain path works is not how it worked ten years ago when I was eighteen. Like I understand more things in the world that there's. I don't know. I've opened my brain to a lot more things. So I would I would hope in the sense that if you know under healthy circumstances if um i were to come into money i wouldn't go about it this way ever no i couldn't i but i would be like oh my gosh my kids are gonna have such a a a brighter future than essentially what i grew up with not that i've lived a terribly tragic life or anything but i wasn't really taught how to save money well and i'm struggling with that now getting ready to have a second baby but I'm learning. Mm-hmm. You can still learn. 28, still learning yeah, things. you can learn until the day you die. Yeah, you exactly. 98, and you're still learning. You still know? learning something. Yeah. Like, you can definitely teach an old dog new tricks. And I don't care if that's not how the saying goes. You can do it. Mm-hmm. My dog is, my dad's dog. I call her my baby sister because we've had her for 13 years. Like, mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, gosh. <coughs> okay, and this is where Nicole dies. And then I get in a whole bunch of money. No, I'm just kidding. <coughs> I need to change my people on my... Flat twist! Oh. <laughs> I literally just died there for 30 seconds. I'm like, I'm so over this cough. I'll do my best to edit... <laughs> that was so loud. That best to edit all of my coughing out to the best of my abilities. So I'll be doing some extensive work while Sean is gone. But, but yeah, just... I don't know. I just... <sighs> you guys, it's just learning when you're talking about things that you're learning as you get older. I'm learning to appreciate the small things you know for sure it might i might struggle and 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 that's okay though you know you've come such a long way i i have you really have i need to be proud of myself and as have you and it's like and and fortunately for me our 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 needs are met our bills are paid Uh, but you know i don't i don't have to have gobs of money to be happy i can find small you know like going on a picnic going just for a walk things that don't cost a lot it's okay and I can find I find so much richness and happiness in that and um, those are the things I try to focus on especially when find I mean we all have these financial whatevers that if, I'm a type 1 diabetic and I can't afford medical insurance that fucking sucks yeah but I try you know I I make we're doing what we can anyway yeah it's just Things could be better, but they could be so much worse. And it's not to say that if I had gobs of money, all my problems would go away because they fucking wouldn't. Because you'd have different problems. Mm-hmm. 
with that right. power of having too much money for sure so i'm just like so now that we've really gotten into this this is just hey, what are your thoughts on that people well yeah tell us what you think other than shut the fuck up <laughs> they're like, at this point they've already turned it yeah. off they're like we heard the case we're not here for the Thank babbles so for those of you do who do listen like i don't know dawn because Love she loves dawn. us <laughs> i'm fine guys it's fine everything's fine i have allergies i'm not dying i promise um, she was actually she had covid though <laughs> i did i'm like no i literally i can taste i can smell i have no fatigue just have this wild sore throat, and now my congestion's well, kicking in. Arlo just recently had bronchitis, so yeah. it is what it is. So, but. I'm fine, guys. Mm-hmm. Baby's healthy. I'm healthy. I see the doctor um, soon, but this is, like, too... This is in the future, so you guys, this is... I'm already She's better fine. now. She's better, guys. I'm better now. She's singing. It's great. So. Yes, because <laughs> I couldn't sing. Went out and sang the other night, and it was not a good time. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> not that karaoke should be all about being good, but, um, yeah, no. <laughs> I like being able to sing well because yes. it's something that I take pride in. 100%. So, on that note, um, music. <laughs> Fantasy and World Music by The Fighters. They do our sounds. You can find us anywhere um, our podcasts are found, obviously. That's why you're listening. Hey, thank you. I'm at social media. Please go rate and review us. Um, yes. Even if you just do a rating, it doesn't have to be five stars because I'm not going to ask that for you because sometimes we're not five stars. Okay. Right now I'm feeling like a two-star kind of person and I'm ready to go to sleep. Um, we love you guys so much. Um, all tell friends. Tell us. Tell fucking Wyoming. God damn yeah, it. We need Wyoming. Wyoming. Egypt. Um, on it. Egypt. <laughs> Hi. I know that. They're, they're I like, just. What? The fact that, <coughs> that if that happened would be the coolest thing ever i'm gonna go take some medicine and um uh until next time you beautiful babylonians thanks for trucking it in with us with this uh kind of long drawn out just talking about different things versus just a true crime case um we rabbit hold without rabbit holing so it was great so we love all you guys and um stay safe and we love you and don't forget to babylon What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Zach. It's Josh. Zach, do you enjoy video games, drinking, and attempting to solve the world's problems through ridiculous schemes? Uh, yeah. Do you think others would enjoy that? I mean, I really hope so. So do I. So I think you all should come spend some time with us, the Midwest Meltdown. This show was created by these two fine gentlemen here, myself and Zach, when we spent the last 14 years telling each other funny stories, talking about video games, and literally anything else that comes to mind. We wanted to turn our passion for gaming into something that we could share with everyone. So again, follow us, The Midwest Meltdown, anywhere you can find your podcasts. That's Spotify, Apple Music, Podbean, Google Pods. Check us out. We'd be happy to have you.